Are you proclaiming life, but walking on the broad road that leads to death and destruction? Is it possible, to not even know we are on the broad road of destruction? Can we be distracted or blinded by the opinions of those around us? Perhaps it is time to rise above the constructs of man's reality, and see things from a higher, and divine perspective. Some of the subject matter in this podcast, may not be easy for some of us to hear. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't listen and reevaluate our own thinking processes. Isn't this what growth and enlightenment are all about? And now, here's the host of the Mind's Eye podcast, Paul James Caden. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Mind's Eye podcast. I'm Paul James Caden, and today on the show, we are going to be talking about proclaiming life, but walking on the broad road of death. Uh, What does that mean? Well, this wasn't a show that uh, I had planned on doing, but I was on social media the other day, uh, Facebook to be exact, and I saw someone had put up a meme, and I don't generally pay much attention to those things. They're usually kind of trite or silly. Uh, But this one uh, caught my attention, and it made me pause and think for a moment. And it got a thought process churning around in in my mind. And when I sat down to do this show and I plugged in the mic, I I said to myself, I I just have to talk about this subject because it's one that's very important to me. And it's it's very uh, close to my heart. But I also know it's not going to be Uh, very popular with some people. The first two shows about uh, evangelicalism, some people understood, others did not. You know, some listeners left the show uh, on the podcast platforms and on YouTube. And that's absolutely fine because, you know, this is why I switched the show over to the mind's eye because the Mind's Eye, the blog, has always been very, very diverse in its subject matter. And it's always been a blog where I'm just speaking from my heart. You know, it's 100% pure, unfiltered me. And um, I just really feel that that's something that I need to do. And, you know, having a show that's kind of specialized, focusing on just one aspect of, you know, spirituality or whatever the case may be, uh, can be a little bit uh, limiting. And people get confused when you branch off into, uh, you know, other subjects. But uh, this is something, and I want the podcast to be like the blog. It's always spiritual at its foundation, because that's who I am. I I live my life, uh, my relationship to God, my spirituality is very important to me. It's, It's number one in my life. But sometimes you have to take that platform and put other things into perspective. And some people aren't going to really like that. 
but I need to speak the truth, my truth, what I'm seeing. And I realize that speaking that truth, particularly in this day and age, it's like trying to stop a train standing in the middle of the tracks and waving your arms or holding up a stop sign or holding up a written sign that says stop danger ahead. The conductor may pull the brake uh, and in doing so, the train may derail. Some people will survive. Others may not. If the train crashes, uh, the conductor may not pull the brake and just run you over. But it's a chance you have to take when you're trying to help, when you're trying to speak truth, when you're trying to do right, when you're trying to do good, when you're trying to alert people to something ahead that is detrimental to their own health, well-being, psychological health, spiritual well-being. And, you know, I, I've said it in, in all of my other shows, the spirit side, the infinite journey. And, you know, I'm saying it here. I, I think we're heading for a major, major crash and how do you tell people that we're headed for a crash when nobody wants to listen everybody's personal opinion is gospel you know they think it therefore it is the ultimate truth and you know truth is subjective and blah da, da blah we go on with these sayings in the modern world you know we parrot these things because we think they sound smart uh but they're not making us smarter uh, they're making us a lot less moral. They're making us a lot less receptive to other people, to truth, to opposing opinions, to critical thinking. And I would dare to say it's making us less receptive to the spirit of God, the spirit of truth. Because we take our own humanistic thoughts and opinions and egos as being the voice of God in our lives. When in actuality, what we're doing is listening to the voice of the allegorical serpent saying, you can make your own decisions. Ye are as gods. And we're falling for it. Hook, line, and sinker. And you know that that's... Uh, Interesting that I say that because in metaphysics, a metaphysician would look at the story of uh, the serpent in the garden with Adam and Eve and say that serpent is your own natural mind, your own ego. The things that speak to you about fear and arrogance and continually pull you away from the voice of truth. But it's all in your own mind. It's all taking place in your own consciousness. And that is happening with so, so many people these days. And how do we help? How do we stop this? How do we get people to wake up and come back to love and faith and common human decency? You know, it, it really bothers me to see what's happening in the world. Because I'm a person, you know, for me, those of you who have listened to my shows over the years, you know the story. I've 
you know, felt this presence around me all of my life. I've come to understand that presence is God. And that presence is always loving and accepting and gentle and kind. And always, always urges me and nudges me to do the right and kind and loving thing. And I know when I fail that voice, I know when I fail that presence, and I know when I don't. And what I see going on in the world right now in the name of God is a travesty. And it's heartbreaking. Because the rest of the world and the seeking soul looks at us right now, looks at religious and spiritual people right now and say, look how hateful they are. Look how divided they are. Look how violent and mean and rotten, self-righteous and depressive those people are. I don't want that. And I know many people over the years that have been on a quest to find God in their own lives and finally decided there is no God because of the actions of others who claim to be religious. And I want each and every one of you to think about this, and I want each and every one of you to go to your friends and your families after this show and remind them what Jesus said. If one of you causes one of these little ones to lose faith or to sin, it is better for him to have a millstone tied around his neck and that he be cast into the sea. What does that mean? If you destroy the faith of one of these innocent ones, innocent souls, innocent people that are seeking, if you destroy their faith, if you lead them wrongly in their faith and cause them to do wrong and evil, it's better if a millstone were tied around our necks and we were thrown into the sea. And that's why I did that show on evangelicalism because there's so many people in that movement causing little ones to lose faith and causing people to hate other people do violence to other people in the name of God in the name of Christ what do you think he's going to say to you when you come face to face with your maker You need to think about that. Is he going to pat you on the back because you were pro-Republican, pro-Trump, and evangelical and said all those right words? Oh, you know, I received Jesus, but then go out and live like a complete devil in the world? Because that's what people are doing. And now let's get to the meme. I haven't forgotten about the meme that spurred all of this for me to talk about. And this meme said, If you can't wear a mask during a pandemic to protect, to protect your family members, your friends, and neighbors, and the people in your community, then don't talk to me about pro-life. Think about that for a moment, because the person who put this up, I know who she is, and she is pro-life. 
and she is raising a disabled daughter and, and doing a great job. And she put this meme up, not because, oh, look at me, I'm pro-choice. She was saying it, and, and this person believes in God, believes in, in, in Christ. She was saying to people, how, and basically, how dare you be out there yelling about your political party, yelling about how the other political party is going to destroy America, how they're all satanic, how they're baby killers, how we're all pro-life and we're so wonderful. Yet you're hating other people. You're denying reality that there's even a virus spreading like wildfire across the, the world right now. And it's really going crazy here in the United States. And people say, you know, it's nothing. It's not real. I talked to one person. I was, I was, I was dumbfounded. And he said at Thanksgiving time, oh, yeah, I, I had two people in my family die of COVID. Uh, but we're still going to have, you know, a, a big family gathering. We're just going to live and be happy while we're alive. What? Don't you want to be alive and happy next year with your family as well? Don't you? And, and, and this person... Claims to be a Christian. But here they are. Oh yeah, two, two members of my family died. But we're still going to gather together. And we're going to have over 30 people in my home on Thanksgiving. Are you really pro-life? We need to think about that for a minute. What are we doing? The people in the time of the Black Plague were smarter than we are right now, and they were supposed to be more ignorant than, than we are in the modern day. And I'll tell you something else. My wife was reading uh, something to me online the other day, because I live in New York State. And uh, the governor was saying uh, how he wants, when the vaccine comes out, he wants it available for all people, not just, uh, you know, certain people first. You know, he understands, you know, frontline workers, people in nursing homes, but it's got to get to the, the poor communities and, you know, the black and the Hispanic communities because COVID's really taking off, uh, you know, killing a lot of uh, you know, African-Americans in poor neighborhoods. And he was saying we have to get it, uh, you know, for all people. And then you look at the comments. And how, and, and she showed me the comments. How many people said, don't give it to the poor people. Don't give it to the immigrants. Let them die. That's how we'll get rid of them. That's how we'll get the illegals out of our country. I investigated this further. 
I did a little searching on the internet about equal distribution of the coronavirus vaccine. And here we had good Christians. Various places on the internet posting verses of scripture about the wicked perishing. And all this kind of thing from the Old Testament saying basically the same thing. Well, this is how we get rid of all the Democrats. This is how we get rid of, you know, all of the people who are stopping us from making America great again. But then isn't it interesting that these are the people who say there is no virus and they wouldn't take a vaccine anyway, even if it was supposed to be safe. But yet they want that, in their world, the vaccine withheld from certain people so they die and we can get rid of them. Pro-life. Are they really? I've said it time and time and time again. What is happening right now is not, it is not the higher ideals of Jesus. And people need to jump ship like rats on a sinking ship from what's happening right now. Get away from this form of Christianity. Get away from all this political nonsense. Get away from MAGA. Because it is not from God. And people are going to see this. One day, maybe in this world, maybe in the next. What a grave mistake they are making. Hence, we have so many people out there pro proclaiming life, but walking on the broad road that leads to death and destruction. Shame on us. Shame on us for what we're doing. Shame on us for what we're doing in the name of God. Shame on us for what we're doing to one another. Shame on us for believing in lies under the guise of conspiracy theory. And this is one of the things that I've been said has been coming for probably three, four years now. I told my wife four or five years ago, this conspiracy thing is, is spreading like wildfire. It's getting very big. A lot of people are believing in it. And I think it's going to, you know, tip the scales. And then when something bad happens, all the people that are always preparing for something bad to happen are going to say it's fake news. And that's what they did. And what I found really interesting, too, is that all these people were anti-government. Now they're for the government. Or a politician in particular. All the conspiracy theorists who said the government was our enemy, never trust in them, you know, they, they have all their agendas, they're doing this, they're doing that. 
and now they're all clamoring after a politician, a president, Donald Trump. Many of them, uh, some aren't, um, but many are. Acting like this guy is uh, the second coming of Christ. And what's really fascinating to me is they, they don't even know, they can't even see the lies and the contradictions and the selfishness and the darkness that this individual has put out in this country. So are we pro-life? Do we really stand for truth? And for those of you who are overly superstitious, no, that was not a demon growling in the background. It's getting near to lunchtime. And during that last pause, that was my stomach growling. And this microphone picks up everything. <laughs> And I say that because I know there are some people that will hear and go, oh, just when you were saying that, there was this demonic growl in the background. You know, you're from the devil. No, that was my stomach reminding me that it's getting close to time to eat lunch. But pro-life, standing for truth, is that really what we're doing? Do we really have the right to get on our soapbox and talk about how everybody else is wrong and evil and satanic and murderers and baby killers. When we ourselves who are saying these very things cannot even put on a simple mask when they go into the grocery store. can't have a smaller Thanksgiving or Christmas holiday. Record travel we had during this Thanksgiving holiday. Unbelievable. Is our is our life that empty that we just have to be out there and and that's another thing with with, with so cuz it's it's all the people who are you know involved in this conspiracy political religious uh movement that's going on they are all the ones who are refusing to wear the mask there and, and in the United States it's it's just about half the country and that's a lot of people. But they're all the ones saying it doesn't exist. It's all fake news. Somebody dies of COVID. Well, how do you really know they died of COVID? I know people, two people that have family members uh, on Facebook that died of COVID just before Thanksgiving. How do we know they had COVID? Because it started out like a cold. They got pneumonia, a burning fever. They went into the hospital. They got tested for COVID. It came back positive. They got pneumonia. They couldn't breathe. They were put on a respirator. And they passed away. That's how we know it was COVID. But no, none of it's real. We're just going to 
continue living our lives, do what we want to do. Doesn't matter who dies as long as we're not cooped up in the house. It's just the cold anyway. It's just it's just a government lie to get people afraid and to stay away from one another. Yet they're taking their cues from a politician, Donald Trump, who says, ah, open the economy, do whatever you want. <laughs> Hundreds and thousands of people hospitalized and dying every day, and he, you know, he's not saying a word about it right now. Uh, he's too busy, you know, worrying about, uh, you know, staying in the White House and trying to prove that uh, the election was a fraud. You know, it's all about Donald Trump to hell with everybody else. But they take their cues for him when he did speak on it. People dying every day. We're rounding the corner. Oh, it's not that bad. Everything is great. So, let me ask you conspiracy people this. Which politician is telling you the truth? The one that says there's a virus killing people? Or the one who's telling you it's not a big deal at all? Open your economies, go to your gyms, go to your bars, have your, you know, have your big gatherings, do whatever you want. Lynch the governors or anybody that, that says this thing is real and we need to, you know, back it off uh, a little bit. Which one is telling you the lie? Because they're all politicians. And how is it that you determined that this guy is a good politician and that he's telling you the truth because QAnon told you so? And QAnon's a conspiracy theorist? I mean, what what sets the bar here? What, what makes you determine what is truth and what is not? You're following a politician too, many of you are. So what's the difference between him and the other ones? And it seems to be that people that believe in the whole religious conspiracy theory, you know, political uh, amalgamation that's out there, is that if a fellow conspiracy theorist says, well, this is a good thing to do, uh, we all, you know, I call it the Pied Piper, you know, the rats following the guy playing the fiddle. If one person says it's good, we all do it. We don't think for ourselves. And that's why we have a lot of people out there saying this thing is like a cult. Their leaders and their popular voices speak and they obey, yet they call everybody else sheep. And they don't think for themselves. They don't do the research, though they claim to. But all they're really doing is doing research into other conspiracy sites. So how does that work? I mean, talk about dumbing ourselves down and deluding ourselves. Talk about proclaiming life, but walking the broad road of death. This, in so many ways, is destroying people, destroying lives, destroying the country, 
weakening the world because it's not just the United States. It's all over the place. And isn't it ironic that these people are doing the very thing and causing the very problems that they say that their enemies are going to do if they ever get in power or have their way. How does that work out mathematically in their little brain? And this is why we need to wake up and get out of all of that nonsense. Because it is a way It is a road that is leading to destruction, one way or another. How do we see family members die? How do we see uncles and fathers die and then just say, well, you know, whatever. I guess the virus is real, but I'm going to have 30 plus people in my house at Thanksgiving anyway. How do we come to that conclusion? And then say that we're right and that we have the truth and that we're the good guys and that we're truly following the words of the Bible. How does that, how does that all match up in that kind of mind? It, it, it has to be cultic in order to get people to live with that many contradictions. And denials. So I don't know, folks. uh, About a thousand and one questions go through my head when I talk about this topic because it is like that train going full speed ahead down the track. And is somebody going to pull the brake? Is it just going to run everybody over that's trying to make the train stop to try to save lives? Is the train going to go over a cliff because they don't care what's ahead? Is someone going to pull the brake and the thing derails and some survive and some don't? How's it going to end? But see, the thing is, each and every one of us have a choice of how this is going to end for us we're not victims and we're not followers that's why i always say in all of my shows and i'll continue to say it on this one follow the voice of god within yourself not the voice and reasonings of men and we go right back to the beginning the voice of god is always loving kind, compassionate, decent, intelligent. And anything that leads you in a way of ego, hatred, division, violence, selfishness, it's never of God. It's the serpent in the garden of your own mind pulling you away from the truth. We have a choice. You have a choice. We're all free will beings. That's the way God made us. Use your free will to get off of this train before it's too late. And might I say, 
and try your damnedest to get other people off of that train with you. Because it's headed for a crash. And that crash is going, going to be largely moral and spiritual. But then it will spill over into other areas as well. And it's not going to be a pretty picture. Follow the voice of God. Get off the train. I thank you for listening. Stay safe. Stay well. Think about these things. Even if they're uncomfortable, think about it. Because let me tell you something. When we hear things that we don't like, it's generally when we have that fight or flight, we hear things like this. And the first thing we want to do is attack, verbally attack or physically attack. Or sometimes we want to run. I'm not listening to that guy anymore. Why do we feel that way? Because usually those words are penetrating into our mind, into our soul, and something within us, the God within us, the Spirit of God within us is saying, hey, you know what? Maybe we need to reevaluate what we're thinking, what we're doing. Maybe you're not on the right path. And none of us like to be told that we're wrong, so we rebel. We fight against it. It's wrong. It has to be wrong. I didn't sink so many years of my life or four years of my life into this QAnon uh, MAGA movement. And I made all these friends. I had no friends before, but now I met all these people who agree with me. I don't want to let that go. It's hard to do that. It can make us feel depressed. It can make us feel angry. It can make us feel anxious. But you have to think, is it worth having all that if you're on the wrong path? Is it worth having all that if it's taking you on a road that is leading you away from God rather than closer to God? And what is really more important to you? As Jesus said, where is your treasure? Where does your heart lie? Is it in heaven? Is it in the things of God? Love, peace, joy, compassion, doing unto others the golden rule? Or is your treasure the things of this world, your political party, the people that like to gather around you and pat you on the back and say, good boy or good girl? You agree with us. You agree with our group. You found the truth. You're accepted now. You're loved. You've done the right thing. Is that what's important? Is it the things of the earth or is it the things of God, the things of heaven, the things of this world? And that's something each and every one of us have to determine in our own lives. And it's not going to be easy. It never is. But if you're listening to these words and you're feeling that prick in your consciousness that's saying, Something really bothers me about this. Maybe sit down and ask yourself, 
and be honest with yourself. What is it that's bothering you? Have you said things? Have you done things that you regret? Are you treating other people badly? Are you speaking pro-life? Not only in the context of abortion, but all life is sacred, but are you really acting like it is? Are you believing things that are out of the context of love and light and goodness, but trying to convince yourself that it is of God when it's really not? It's up to each and every one of us to examine our consciousness and come up with the answers to these questions. That's the only way we get off this train. And I hope this show will inspire some people to do just that. Because that's why I'm doing this. It's not to criticize people. It's not to be a jerk. It's to try to get people to stop, listen, reevaluate. And man, if I can get just a few people off that train uh, by doing these shows, then I consider myself to be very lucky and very blessed that I was able to help somebody somewhere and do a little work of God in my life. That's what it's all about for me. So folks, thank you again for listening. Stay safe, stay well, and I'll see you next time here on the Mind's Eye Podcast.